Boner Day here on Rodeo <laughs> <Geeky Bishop> Podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? And why is it Confused Boner Day on Rodeo Geeky Bishop Podcast? Are we recording? Kind of. Oh, are we? Okay, well. You know me, I just record and then I find a spot to cut. Because Love, Death, and Robot Season 3 is out, so it's always a wonderful Confused Boner time whenever we get to talk about a new season of yeah. Uh, love death of robots. So yeah, all right, pretty exciting. So this is like fresh off the fresh off the thing because this just dropped. Yeah, like maybe the last what Friday or something Thursday maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty interesting, and they lead with like their worst episode, which was like a yeah. really weird design yeah. choice. <laughs> yeah, I think they did that because it was one of the best episodes in season one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which yeah. I think is good news because I think it's as good as season one. Oh, really. Yeah. I don't agree. The, well, it's season one episode. Oh, okay. I don't think it's as good because the shock and the humor and like, yeah, it's not like as the, shocking. The novel, well, I think the novelty wore out and it felt like they were just like, the, literally felt like the whole like repounding dead. Yeah. Dead yeah. yeah. And, and there were a couple episodes. We'll get to it in a bit. But yeah, there was a but couple I think, episodes I even felt like were just like they could have spent more time world building too. But yeah, still strong. Season. I think it's great because the fact that that we consider that the worst episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing for no, no, the whole yeah, season. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. For sure. No, that's why I said, I, that, like, it was kind of like a hot idiot thing was because I was saying, like, oh, hey, look, like, we're leading with the worst episode. Yeah, we are. Because, yeah. So, Alex, <laughs> you want to bring us in what the first episode is? So, oh, yeah, well, hold first on. Off, first off, we got No, no. What's our episode? Our? <laughs> Who are we? We? What? Us? Are we love, death, or robots? Uh, I think... Robots. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but you're all robots. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is correct. So today I am uh, Robot Alex Austin, and this is uh, this is us. This is Rodan Geek Official Podcast. I'm here today with... Love, Plebby, and Adam. Ooh. Just Rob. He's death. Wow. He is death. He represents clearly. death. Yeah, he yeah. clearly <laughs> represents death. He's, he's recently cheated death, is my understanding. Yeah. So this is our first yeah. time recording together in a long, long while. So Rob has literally been to the edge and back. Oh, I'm still technically on the edge of oh, insanity because okay. I got a headache, like a chronic headache. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's not going away I'm yet. so sorry. Then being in a room with me is not. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, everyone says that. And while it's true, that's actually not the reason for the headaches. Okay. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I give a lot of people headaches so, <laughs> in my life. Uh, so. But anyway, we are talking about Love, Death, Robots Season 3. This just dropped. We were very excited to talk about it, which is why it's the, the current new episode and not something else. Other topics that we've been meaning to discuss for a long time. Yes. Right? So that we have notes on. But today it is all about this. And uh, yeah, definitely confused boner season for, for me as well. So that was something we discussed uh, right at the tail end. I caught you watching. Yes. Jibiro, the, the final episode of this one. So but that's always a lot of fun. Uh, the three robots episode from this season. These are the same three robots from... Wasn't the first episode of the first season, but it was two or three. For some people, it was. Yeah, yeah. For some people, it was maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because they were all the like they were little title robots. Why was it the? Why was it for some? Everyone sees it different. A different order. Um, for me, Sunny's Edge was the first episode of season. No, you're right. Sunny's Edge was the first episode. But but here's the thing: not for everybody. Because Uh, I know people who have been watching it now because now that they're like, oh hey, season three's out, so they went back to watch season one, and there were like five episodes deep. I'm like. So what do you think of Sunny's Edge? Like, what are you talking about? I think that's a screw up because everyone that I know that watched season one and season two no, and season not, three when it came out I, followed it the same order. I know three people who have different starting points. They might have reordered them at some point. Who knows? What if who they're knows? just high and no, they just don't know what they're starting? they're just randomized. I think sometimes they're randomized. I mean, they do have the technology to do that. We know that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be, because it'd be definitely a Netflix thing. I could see fucking with cause, people. Because I remember the last episode being Secret War, the Russian snow forest 
uh, shoot yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was like episode four for my friend. Who I don't remember. The other day. Yeah, that was like episode, that was late in the first season for me, but not the very end. Yeah, for them it was episode four. Yeah, yeah. So I was um, like, what? <laughs> yeah, speaking of Sunny's Edge, talk about one that, that definitely had a uh, really well fleshed out environment, really well fleshed out uh, world that it took place in, right? Yeah. So that, mm-hmm. that, was, that, was, a very, that was a very intense episode, I remember. Yeah, so, that was uh, a good one. I think this first episode of this one, well, if it was in season one, if it were, you know, if it was the episode of this, you know, these three robots Either in season way, it one, matter. it'd yeah. be just as good. Um, but I think it would be just as shocking and just as good if it was the first episode. But the problem is, is it's not. It's a sequel. Right. Therefore, it was like, oh, we've been here. We've done this. Why are we doing this again? Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't really feel I don't know. It just it, it didn't feel like it was treading on any new ground the yeah. way it did it. It was kind of like it was kind of neat. To a degree, but at the same time, I was kind of like, why? They had some good jokes and physical end, gags. And the punchline at the end, it was kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, why Why was I surprised? Yeah, yeah, and this is a spoiler cast. We'll just go ahead and say it now. So it was the spoiler cast for this, this you know, season three of Love, Death, and Robots. So go and watch it, and then don't listen to the rest of what happens after I speak this line. I right love now. that you keep doing that for our show, <laughs> where Rob and I are totally in the... If you're on our show, it's a spoiler. Get the fuck over well, it. Well, I guess I was about to say for the first episode, I really, really, really love the AI that was on the oil rig that had been refitted. Oh, the yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm not going to help you at all, humans. Fuck you. Like, yeah. I was giving the finger to them. They're like, oh, this is where the robot uprising started. Like, yes. I, I thought that was so freaking funny. There was uh, a line that the robot said as he was leaving, thank you, uh, and thanks for all the fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, straight up. Um, so long and thanks for all the fish. That's what yeah, it was. Straight yeah, straight up. Uh, Douglas Adams. Uh, yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide Hitchhiker's to the Galaxy. Guide, yeah. yep. To the Galaxy, yeah. That was a great little line. That, that was a, uh, a AI. I would like a, a drink, please. Uh, can you please go and fish for us? Yeah, yeah. yeah pull the nets. I could, yeah. but I won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, actually, speaking of so long, thanks for all the fish. So, obviously, in, in, in Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide, it's the dolphins who are going to leave Earth. Right? Yes. And, and go to find some new place, right? But in, in this, it's actually the cats. The cats have made it. Yeah. Off world. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was a play on where they got their inspiration from. Oh, Probably, definitely. Yeah. It definitely. Could, it could have been, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely quirky character. These are the quirkiest characters of the whole season by such a long shot. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? So I think that makes sense. Uh, so I think the next one... Bad was, Traveling by Blur Studio. It was wow. great. Yes. Lost Blur Studio. And directed <laughs> by one... I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. Small director, little indie director named David Fincher. He's not big for anything. David fucking Fincher. He's not known for anything big, right? <laughs> not not at all. Not at all. So uh, he never... He wasn't involved uh Fight Club. He wasn't involved in the social network at all. Yeah, yeah. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Zodiac. Benjamin Button. <laughs> So yeah. just it, this guy, he has such wow, a sh- garbage, like all garbage stuff. He's got <laughs> no, no, no pedigree. Who is this guy? So anyway, he's he, like trying to like name lift off of David Finch, but yeah, <laughs> it's just not happening, man. It's just I'm not sorry. happening. Uh, actually, it's really impressive that this this series or I don't know this anthology series is as big now as to get names like David Fincher. Oh yeah, attached directly to it, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, what, what What could arguably be the best episode of the entire season was this one, in my opinion. So it was extremely well-directed. Uh, it was well-acted. I love the acting in it. Actually, the main guy, didn't he remind you of, um, what's-his-face from Arcane? Oh, uh, Silka. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, he definitely did. reminded me of Silka. Yeah, he's yeah. the same, he's the same uh, style of uh, of character. Yeah, I, know, I thought he might have been the same Could have been the same actor. actor. Could have been. Could have been. 
That's what I thought, but I can't name them under any of these because we have the cast here, but none of them yeah, are, are so linking. This is the story is with the uh, giant crab creature that boards the ship that's in transit or hunting for sharks or whatever, and uh, it ends up just ripping people apart and hiding under the deck. But it needs a favor. It needs a little bit of a favor, so it ends up capturing a torso of a dead man and communicating the favor that needs is to be delivered to a highly populated island. And uh, obviously the main guy doesn't really want to do that because he knows that a lot of murder will happen. What I don't understand is obviously this this crustacean is not very smart because it didn't really understand that if I eat you, you're less likely to help me. That's right. Like but- it clearly has no interest in actual negotiation i well, guess you that could say. and he, he'd never thought that he could possibly be double crossed by a human like why as a human why would i take you to the place where all the other humans live and have you destroy them all and destroy the community that probably i'm a part of as well so instead of just double cross you somewhere and drop you off on a desert island which was the original intention i don't think it was ever his intention yeah i i the, the I, I guess we'll air quotes call him the captain of the ship oh yeah yeah. I don't think it was ever his intention. He's the navigator, actually. He was the navigator, yeah. yeah. But we'll call but him the captain because he became the captain. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was ever his intention. I think from the moment he saw that thing, oh yeah, no, he, he made a decision. Yeah, he made a decision to not... Well, he was this, trying to be the only person who was willing to murder less people instead of murdering more yeah. people yeah. for yeah. Like, yeah. his own survival's guarantee. Correct. Yeah, and he, I don't think he was necessarily... I think he was totally willing he, he to kill twi- himself. He was a twisted version of being honorable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because yeah. he kept he kept sort of, I don't know, concocting tests to kind of put people through. That he, ultimately, they would fail, and then he'd have a reason to kill them. Yeah, well, I think it was all just, that was his kind of way of slowly getting rid of his competition. Because the first guy to go was, like, the guy who could the beat the guy. shit out of him. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, no problem. So, like, he was gone. And then he took care of the two people who were most likely to work together against him. Right. Which were, like, the brothers or... Yep. Yeah. And then he took... Uh, and then he just started to systematically just wipe people out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty great. I think if anyone actually did vote in his favor, I get the feeling like he would have kept them around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he would have. 100%. Well, the only guy that he kept around technically was the guy hiding in the box who didn't want to have it. Well, he wasn't a threat. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He well, he wasn't threat. a threat at the time, but he eventually got rid of him. Because, right. because right. he said that all of you put an X. But it, because he said that, I think if anyone had done a uh, circle, he would have left them. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, he basically saw that this was a monster. It needs to be destroyed. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he was just the waiting people, out long enough crew. to get to an island so he could burn it and still make it to the yes. island. No, the crew were the monster, not the crustacean. <laughs> he, I, was, he was killing the monster on the ship, which was the crew. I think it was the crew and the crustacean. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not viewing that Crus- same view. Crustacean's just a creature, man. Whatever. It's a <laughs> creature that can talk and yeah, communicate so. and yeah, negotiate. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it not, had sentience. Yeah, not very well. <laughs> no, he clearly didn't. <laughs> That's this way. He would never sell cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> that it's literally the equivalent of me coming up to you, breaking your fucking leg, yeah. and then trying to negotiate you getting like me getting help from you, and me having to trust that you won't lie to me yeah absolutely unequivocally faithful trust motivation through fear but i wouldn't trust that (laughs) yeah that's why coercion only works if you hold all the cards already (laughs) exactly and the crustacean clearly did not no it it held one card and that was the half body of the crewmate that could talk through (laughs) yeah i i am powerful i could destroy the ship if i wanted to it it was it at the start it had only the mutual self-destruction you know yeah. angle to go on right or at least maybe it would might have survived at the bottom of the ocean or something yeah the the more interesting thing was like why did it choose to not just go to the island as opposed to getting on a ship to then go to the island 
Like, did it not yeah. know the way? Is that the question? I think it just didn't know the way to humans. I think it got interested in humans. Yeah, it got used to eating meat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like to think that this is maybe like an alternate telling of like the Tamatoa story Isn't from it? Moana. So that if he had actually eaten Moana and Maui and made it out and he had the taste for human flesh, <laughs> then he would know. And that's why he's invading the ships now. Oh, so yes. this is just an alternate telling of that story, I'm sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering. I thought that didn't it say somewhere this takes place in like an alien world. Yeah, I thought I thought it said something like they that. did say it was yeah, an alien world. Yeah, yeah, where they were just hunting this particular kind of shark. Yeah, right off like, the be- yeah, right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, I, so. I totally forgot it was supposed to be an alien world. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't considered so, which it was kind of crazy that it was all like wood so ships I guess, and stuff like that. Yeah. I guess the robots thing was implied then because they would have taken some sort of automation to get them from Earth to this other world. I don't know. either that mm-hmm. or why couldn't. You know, humans have, you know, the, the whole... Um, Could be a dark age thing. Like where uh, people hit the planet and then something happened, they regressed. You guys are thinking that they come from Earth. What if we came from them? Yeah, it Ooh, could be. Could nice. be. Ah, nice. This could I'll be a long time it. ago in a galaxy far, far away. It. I'll take it, panspermia. I'm a big believer. I'll take that explanation all day. So. There you go. That's pan's puke, I think, in this case. <laughs> Maybe. So anyway, very gory, very fun. Great um, episode. You know, it did it did kind it of fun. start a theme throughout the season where, you know, and I look back at prior seasons. Season one is the most notable, one, obviously. And when we look at, um, like, Blue Zima episodes like that, yeah. or Zima Blue. So when there's a conclusion that is not just the murder of everything, I would say this season definitely has less of that. Yeah. <laughs> like less yeah. of the more creative conclusions of episodes, right? So it has less of that, but it has more of the things that have made the series great. Yes. Uh, consistently, right? So, it, and, and that's what is starting to elevate this, even in episode two. This one had a lot more mystery to each episode. Yeah. There was a lot more mystery. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Very For true. some episodes. For some episodes. You're always trying to figure out what's going on. What's the play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple just silly ones, and we'll get into those too, but... Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, episode four. four so, my favorites. before I get to the next episode, I've got to ask... Uh, a question. Did any of you ever at some point play Returnal? I don't think any of you have a PlayStation no, 5. No. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, through, I think it was like the PSN had a thing for it where you could like play through like their like cloud. I could not imagine thing. this game being played on a cloud. Yeah, no. Because well, the way that it does it is that it downloads part of the game yeah. to your system and then it streams part of yeah, like that's their, the their coding stuff and stuff. I don't think they would have done that. That's Well, that's how it works. So Yeah, but I don't think they would have done that because this was a part of the features needed the trigger, uh, the dual trigger for um, the guns. Yeah, there's not a delay. No, no, but the other control, if you don't have a PS5 control, you don't have the dual trigger, which means you'd missing an entire like mechanical oh, feature of the game. Of game. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the next one, the very pulse of the machine, felt very Returnal. So what was Returnal about? So Returnal was a psychological... So mechanically, it's a bullet hell. Okay. But psychologically, it's it starts off as a woman crash lands on an alien planet, yeah. and she has to get off the planet, but she dies, and she reimagines herself crashing again, and then she has to start the cycle over uh. again. And, and she's in a spacesuit the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And she keeps doing this and keeps doing this and keeps doing this. Is it more like a roguelike? Oh, definitely. Oh, roguelike bullet hell. Yeah. Damn. Roguelike over the shoulder bullet hell. Damn. I'm amazed you. I could have shown this to you. I must have. I don't know. It's just what it sounds like. There's trailers. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll have to show you this after this. Yeah. Um, but basically, you quickly discover that she eventually escapes the planet. Okay. And she lives a life, grows old, and then as she dies from old age and is buried, she's on the planet. She crashes into the planet Ooh, again. 
And you're like, oh, take two, motherfucker. Yeah, gotcha, bitch. Basically, it's a psychological story of, um, I think her son or her daughter may have died. Uh, And she, it's like, it's uh, Sisyphus. It's like a whole mental psychology of Sisyphus and so on and so forth. Constantly having to push it up the... Constantly having to fight this war because that's that's your punishment or no one's quite sure. It's very Dark Souls-y and like, what does this mean? You're like, well, it's up to you to figure out. That's cool. But this gave me that feeling. Yeah, a little bit. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. It was very psychedelic. The journey itself, yeah, certainly like that. This felt like the machine version of uh, Aquila, Aquila Rift from uh, season one. Yeah. Which one was this? Uh, so like, there's the one where uh, people like every whatever odd jump, the ship would navigate error into this like psychic spider web. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like the question was Another like confused boner episode. Yeah. Yes. yes. So the question was always like, okay, well like, was this done? Is this thing doing this on purpose? Is it like actually trying to help these people or is it just trying to fool them so they don't try to run away so they're easy food? Yeah. And I'm like, the IO machine felt 100% the same way because it never did anything to actually help the person. Never. It just directed them to where they could to jump death. into the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was no, like it was always like, oh, it's so nice. It's so psychedelic. But I'm like, the machine just fucked with this person's brain chemistry so that they showed up here and then died. I <laughs> propose a different option to this one. And it's the one I took as the truth. The neurological save? What do you mean? Well, because that's what it says at the end. It's like, oh, I'll save you neurologically. No. no. Um, it technically doesn't. So she takes the first <laughs> drug and she starts tripping balls. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's like, better be fucking high if I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. And then the next drug she goes to inject, it's like, hey, if you take me, you're going to fucking see shit. Yeah. You're, it, yeah the, the well, the problem is though yeah. is that like I think that that's what all of the other effects were, but like to say that that's the whole story, that's a really cheap. Edit. I think that's what it is. I think I think you're supposed to interpret what you want to interpret that, out of it. That's fair, but, but that's I, my choosing. I think that's a really terrible, sad choice. I think well, it's the a only, great choice. The only the only wrench in that one is the fact that uh, the third the third party that whoever the spaceship mothership people are, they do show up at the end, the very very end. And well, they're already there. They're just satellite. Orbiting. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just orbiting. orbiting. But they yeah. but it shows activated IO from a different perspective. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just showing us yeah. from her. Io does that, and Earth collectively shits itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but what a, what a cool fucking idea, though, to think that like okay, and and other things have played with this recently, like uh, like Moonfall was one of them. Which was was that Amazon or was that Netflix? I never watched that one, so it was absolute shit. But it was. Um, <laughs> Uh, it was one or the other. It might have been Netflix. Actually. Yeah, where they steal the uh, Gurren Lagann thing, where the moon's a machine. Yeah, the moon's yeah. a machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes back to Gurren Lagann. Yeah. And what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the moon. So the moon's a machine. It's it's like sentient, and it's from an ancient alien race. Anyway, it's like but a in the case of Io oh. in Love, Death, Robots in this in this episode three of season three, uh, it's Io that has now become sentient, and it needed it needed the sentience of humans to do that to achieve that or something. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, it seemed like it was like, oh, it's like it's supposed to know everything about humanity so that it can like use them yeah. to communicate with humanity. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then your option at the end <laughs> is to suffocate to death and fall where you stand, or jump into a giant pit and maybe yeah. your neurological self gets absorbed into this like all all spark don't, situation. Not, I don't yeah. know. All spark. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't don't misunderstand. I thought it was a good episode. Like yeah, it was I enjoyed cool. it. But I don't think that it made a lot of sense. The journey itself like, was a little like, bit indulgent. It was a little bit boring for me, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. no, what I'm saying, like, like, yeah, just, and what I'm saying is not the whole episode didn't make sense. I understood the episode. What I'm saying is that the end result of the episode was a bit of a leap to yeah. me. Yeah. That's yeah. all. 
I don't think it was a bit of a leap. I, I think it was a choose your own. It was kind of a choose yeah, your own no, like get, no, adventure. Get, like I, what was the purpose? What actually happened I'm here? I'm talking beyond Did that. she get saved? Did she die? No, is Io I'm, real? I'm is talking, Io not? I'm not yeah. talking plot. You're misunderstanding. I'm saying the episode's like actual like storytelling device I thought was not very good. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That but like, sense. I think that that's just, that's just, yeah, it's personal opinion, but like eh, shrug. I'm anyway. torn as to whether or not the next episode is considered my favorite. I so. think it's probably my favorite because like, <laughs> but like, here's the it thing is good. this was not like, this is not showcasing anything. No, no, no. This was just like, Hey, we're going to give you sh- like a sugar shot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, that's all it, and that's all it felt like to me. They're like, you know what would be funny is if we made this, like, what would like the night of the living dead look like? with like stop motion shit. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. they're like, all right, let's fuck it. Let's just do it. Yeah. And then they, did, and then they just, somebody did that for like, Three months. Well, is someone at least someone took a new camera angle at some point, which well, this is not I, a yeah, brand it's, new it's one. It's, isometric. Just, it's, it's all isometric. isometric. Someone yeah. took this camera angle, sped up the speed in the audio, yeah. and they thought someone in, in they saw it in another show or something. Went, yeah. it's inherently funny. Whatever you do in this like in this camera angle with this audio and this speed is just funny. So they took but something they that is it in like eight times the speed. <laughs> yeah. But they take this funny, this funny thing and they go, ha ha, that's funny. And then they go, let's take the worst thing that can happen to mankind yeah. and make it just hilarious. Yeah. 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 Cause that you watch these people get eaten, <laughs> annihilated in so many other movies. Well, it would be a horror. Happened. The yeah. opening sequence of this, and, and again, it's told like eight times speed is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. it was like so the, the start of any like shitty fucking team. <laughs> it's like these two, Teenagers, and it's all told from this isometric perspective. So you can't really see anything, yeah. but you know what's happening. Yeah. And this car pulls up to a cemetery. These teenagers get out. They're going back and forth. Then all of a sudden, they start making out. Then they're banging. And well, they're clearly drunk on the tombstone. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then before you know it, the guys like the guys climbed up, and he's kind of like fake like banging face the statue. Fucking the statue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he does something, and then this giant what is it like the steeple? Well, the falls statue, off the, the statue falls into the church. Yes, that's yeah. right. and then the steeple and pins him there and pins him. And, I don't know. didn't pin him there. He fell yeah, off. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 pins yeah. Him, it pins him there. No, he got up later oh, he, he got it? up later yeah and then so the statue then the steeple falls onto where the statue was yeah, yeah. and gets shot by green lightning yeah, yeah. And, and then it becomes like the zombie apocalypse all the dead start to come to life and so the two teenagers get eaten and it kicks the whole thing off i just love yeah. the uh the scene but it happens in a matter of like 15 seconds that's well, so funny it's just it. funny because they're like screwing up against uh, uh and it's just so good yeah so, so. It was just fun. And then it's scene after scene of like war and Mad Max style, like road warfare against the zombie hordes. <laughs> the president, presumably the president in the White House, picking up the phone and being like, zombie apocalypse, I don't want it. And like, Not in my country. Yeah, yeah. And then they're shooting nukes and the whole thing. It's just, oh man, it was good. It was good. I, I, oh, the scene with the penguins. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man, when the rocket finally gets past the silo, then it yeah, yeah, like yeah, fucking decimates them all. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> so what then, a great episode. And then the, the zoom out at the end at when the nuclear apocalypse is about to happen. The yeah. zoom out at the end. And it's just like a little fart noise with the earth going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good, man. So good. Welcome to humanity. Yeah, yeah. Because that's exactly it. When there is finally yeah. a nuclear apocalypse, that's what it will mean to the entire rest of the cosmos. Just will a you? fart in some dark corner of the Milky Way. So the, the entire universe will be completely fine. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Great. Loved it. So, and as obviously, like, I don't know, it's not seven minutes. It was maybe a five minute episode. It was very, very short. Yeah, it was super so, short. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so what, okay, so we're we're looking at the next episode, episode five, and I would there was a character Metal that I kept apocalypse. Metal, yeah, there was a character that I kept oh, seeing, fucking sweet. That I I'm like that sounds an awful lot like Seth Green. Yeah, turns yeah. out now that now that we're looking at the wiki, yeah, it was Seth Green. Yeah. Oh, I and call, Joel McHale was in it. And, and yes. Bloom, yeah. Gabriel Luna sounds familiar. Steve Bloom is definitely one of the voiceover artists from Robot Everything. Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And so Junami, he's Tom. But but man, th- yes, this he was, is. Yes, he is Tom. This was Second obviously. Tom, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the the but, main and then, Tom. And then every Tom after that. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll get more to that maybe next episode. Yeah. But um, yeah, this was a cool fucking episode, and it wasn't stop motion at all. This was still CG, really slick looking animated. Was it CG? CG? I thought it might I have think been two D. Still, yeah, I think it was. Okay. So it was it was like very borderline, but I think the characters weren't. I don't think they were flat 2D images. I think they were character models just drawn as flat 2D images. So, so okay. that's what it seemed like. Yeah, it was uh, like, I'm pretty certain this was the same people that did Metalocalypse and stuff like that, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What like, do you mean by Metalocalypse? Like Titmouse? Yeah. Look at what Titmouse studio. Not, not the What's bird. Metalocalypse? Really? You don't know what Metalocalypse is so metal. <laughs> oh, man. No. You need to watch metal this. Metalocalypse is one of the greatest cartoons in the history of Dude, television. Dude, oh, I'm, I'm jealous. You're yeah. going to have fun. Yeah. You're, okay. You're about to right. have the most fun you've had in years. Like, like it was that episode, good. a series. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is good. But, like, that's, like, it's, like, that feel. Like, that, like, they didn't take it seriously because, like, that's just who these people are. Oh, they also did the Venture Bros? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, my yeah. God, this is a big company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've actually never watched Venture Bros, but I know how big they are. Yeah, look, look at all You've the You've never seen Venture there. Brothers either? No. Oh, I know I'm supposed to watch super, it, but oh, See that? See Metalocalypse? Stop <laughs> everything. Super Jail. <laughs> dude, everything on here, dude. You're right. Super Jail's on here. Oh my God. Uh, they did I, the oh. new Animaniacs, it looks nice. like. Wow. Nice. They did, oh, wow. I did not know they did they Big do, Mouth. They do Lower Decks. Nice. That's funny. Dude. Yes, I, I, I mean, do what, what a great animation wow. studio, man. Yeah. This is a huge studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah Titmouse yeah. Inc. Well, so is Blur. Blur, Blur is huge, yeah. Blur is massive. Yeah, like, Blur's I think of like almost any really good video game trailer you've ever seen. Yeah, Blur's Blur is super Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Kill Team Kill, there's, there's definitely cool. Really it is the story of I don't know, like a Vietnam style group of soldiers off in the wilderness, <laughs> and and their their company B and company A has gone missing. So they're trying to find company A, turns out they've been ripped to shreds by a semi robotic grizzly bear. Oh, uh, what was it? A <laughs> like a Terminator? The, oh, they called it a um, badger. Honey oh, badger. they honey called badger. it a honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, when the guy shows up to give him the explanation, he's like, first off, it's not a honey badger. Like, <laughs> it's just so goofy. So uh, anyway, yeah, interesting episode in so much as um, uh, it, it pretty much followed it to its own logical conclusion. Yeah, uh, yeah either they kill this thing or they don't, and uh, it was a pretty fun ride along the way. So, but yeah, more more funny than anything I would it, say. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah it, yeah. it didn't ha- wasn't deep. There was no deep thought in right. this, but it was just stupid. It's called fun. Kill Team Kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like, was just what, great. What what did you possibly expect? From and they all had every time they go into battle, they each had like a one liner that they would say, but it was always like a different one. And they're always shooting despite. At the very beginning, them saying, "Yeah, your guns are not going to do exactly. anything." Yeah. And then they just start exactly. unloading yeah, yeah. their guns. It's like, okay, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the the little mini robot. Oh, oh yeah, and my, everyone does. Yeah, and the favorite part was the <laughs> one of the characters. Obviously, I don't remember these characters' names. Oh, they it doesn't matter. Five minutes. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters, he sees all of his friends getting fucking annihilated. Entire company get annihilated. Says nothing. Yeah, yeah. Says nothing. Has no problems with. It. But the moment the robot dies, you can see it's like, no, save yourself. They have to like pull him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and then he goes, he goes ape shit, and it kills him. Yeah. <laughs> 
immediately. It was it was pretty good. I was really hoping to see the little robot do a little bit more. But yeah, it was really fun to kind of see you know what they had against this giant robotic bear. It was fun watching it just rip everybody to absolute shreds, which was really always really fun in animation style. And then they, there's some good jokes along the, the way. The thing is, I kind of believe it could have been from you know a Vietnam War because back then they were doing testing on like psychedelic drugs for psychotic, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, psionic warfare. Oh yeah, yeah, I should have said the bear was allegedly their weapon until it turned on them. Yeah, it was the yeah. CIA's why we said CIA. It was the CIA, right? And yeah, I so. totally believe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of feeds into the current paranoia about the CIA. Yeah, it totally is. It was a great episode. I it was just a good fun it was romp. Just fun. Well, yeah. that's what a lot of the season was. It wasn't a lot. Uh, not a lot of thinking episodes, but there's a lot of fun episodes. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The next one yeah, was I, a thinker, I actually, and I need help understanding I this one. Really like this. Swarm one. was cool as fuck. I yeah. don't fully understand the ending. I need some help on this one. Yeah, okay. so uh, Swarm. This is the one, and I've seen, this has probably gotten the most coverage in media online that I've seen. Really? I was looking up news about this. Seems like Swarm is kind of the one that people are gravitating to. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's very different even from a structural perspective. So it's pretty much the journey of one man. It starts in a really interesting place because this single man who seems to be some sort of, you know, political figure diplomat something or another well, he's a doctor he yeah, could, yeah yeah and, yeah and uh but he's he's conversing with another alien race on one of their ships sorry approach. he's not a doctor like a human doctor he's like a scientific doctor. yeah exactly he, he's yeah. A, like a xenobiologist right yeah yeah because yeah. like there he's trying to identify like how swarm applications can be applied to human society yeah which be, like you know like people's jobs normally do yeah <laughs> and he's called simon and, F right and yeah he, and he any any pays for passage on another alien ship which is a cool touch yeah world building stuff yeah yeah, yeah. So and then uh, so they they sort of casually drop him off there. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. sets out in his underwear. I and, love the uh, fact well, that you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the other aliens are like, we like humans. You're the best to deal with. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then you find out the humans like we're gonna make a swarm army. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go great. So it's interesting because, yeah, so Simon Afriel arrives at the swarm, the hive that they that they all live in. And the swarm is, you know, they look like Zerg, Prostit, whatever other alien you've Well, the way I got it is the, main, the crustaceans are the main original part of the swarm. Yes. And everyone else has been slowly integrated. Yeah, the in. little squid guys are just, those are parasites that showed up and just kind of integrated themselves into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, the, the very small squid guys are somebody who originally fought the swarm and lost. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vomit eaters. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. So We're, and then, which is something else. Then Simon's trying to get. He, he's befriending this Galena Mirny, who's the scientist who's been living with the swarm for I don't know some time. I don't know if they a couple years. I think yeah, decided, yeah. how long it's been. Anyway, she's she's in. Like she knows everything. She understands how their society works. She understands the she's integrated. The hive. Too. Yeah, yeah. She's fully integrated. They trust her, or I don't know whatever version. Well, of hold on. She's got the pheromones. She's that got allow the pheromones. Her to stay in the yeah. hive. Yeah. Well, it's that they take her pheromones and they apply give it the to the queen, so the yes. queen knows who you are yeah. as a swarm. Yeah, as yeah. you as you did the. Code. It's not that she's. Integrated because integrated, I think, implies that her mind is integrated. But no, but no, she's no, no, integrated no, no, no. so much as biologically. She majority, can majority of the swarm is not um, mentally connected. It yeah. just it's a, it's a it's an ecosystem. Yeah, oh. that, that's why they mentioned the pheromones early on. I think because yeah. it, in my mind, this works like a beehive. Yeah, we're like the the pheromones are kind of what's driving the tasks of, and, and it's a language in and of yeah. itself. And if, and if yeah. it's one that's not part of the string, then it's. Um, something that's infecting the So this the wasn't swarm. necessarily a hive mind, it was just a swarm. It's a yeah. Well yes. but they do establish but, there's genetic stopgaps to to decide if something is is a threat or isn't a threat. Yes. And right. the swarm itself has so many systems 
and some of those systems come online when other threats are identified. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's what the the crux of this story is, is because once it identifies there's a threat, it finds a way to counter it and then develops it and right. up, employs it. So Simon Afriel befriends Galena and then he eventually informs her after they're I don't know, they're like I don't know. They were they were doing it for a little bit. Well, there. They were getting it the time frame is like less than two years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there for over a year. And, and then he's like, "All right, all right. Actually, I need a favor, right?" So after he lays the pipe, then he needs a favor. So that's how this <laughs> thing goes, right? And then he 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 has brought some uh, some pheromones with him. So and they're like sort of I don't know in his leg and yeah. a little tube in his legs. So they yeah. got to cut it out of his leg. And then they're experimental pheromones to make a determination if humans on earth have come up with the correct pheromones could to we control mitigate them? a colony like this right because that's what they want to create as a colony uh, of super warrior you know hive mind well yeah. they want to see whether their pheromones would uh, allow them to control some of right the, right well they want to essentially take some of the swarm bring it over to their own area generate into its own like swarm yeah itself its own but, hive. They, but the thing was that they needed to be able to control it and they needed to know if they could do that so this was their test to yep. see if their pheromone links were accurate. Yes. It's there it's all programming. They're like, okay, does the program work? Yes. Yep. Yes, exactly. exactly. That's all pheromones exactly. are is biological programs. So after obviously the the queen or the swarm identified a threat, it started building this it considers itself a construct, a system. It's mm-hmm. not doesn't consider yeah. itself actually intelligent. It's, it's like just, I am an intelligent, but I am not in in like I am not a intelligent being. I am a system um, that has that has intelligence built into it. I think I think you may have misunderstood that part. And maybe I, maybe I did. I don't know, but I'm going to go back and rewatch it. But the way that I got it was that it is fully intelligent, but it is not there to stay and evolve like humans are. It's there to perform its duty intelligently and then go away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. But the way I view it is um, the swarm clearly view intelligence as a, uh, what's a word weakness. I'm looking for? It's a no, weakness trait. They describe it as weakness, but... Um, uh, what I mean by that, obviously, it can't be a weakness trait because they need to use it every once in a while. So it has to be a strength trait. That's that would be counterintuitive. No, it's not a winning part of the formula. It's not a long term winning. It's, yeah. it's not a uh, you don't do it for long term. You do it for but, but would not solutions. superior biology be intelligence can sort of be concocted, but only when they need it to combat a threat. That's what they're saying. So yeah. that that's what triggers in the hive in this scenario, right? Because it creates it creates essentially what what's like a new species of itself a new creature within the creature so to speak and i so took that when, as when it takes over galena's body see i took that as because there's the, the theory I, f- I forget the word i'm looking for is but the theory that a bunch of small things eventually lead into intelligence if you, sure. you know a bunch of very small one yes or no decisions if you have enough of them will lead into something that is perceived as welcome to the human body Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those concepts. Of like, exactly. That it's one of the explanations for how the human exists. A lot of synapses and chemical exchanges, and it's like, well, oh, I've made a rational decision. Think of it's it, because of those You're things. made up of cells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, there, there's, a, uh, there's a term for it when that a bunch sure, of small decisions yeah. grow yeah. into a bigger one. And I think this system realizes it looks at itself not like we do as self-individualized beings. Yeah. It mm-hmm. looks at itself as I am a system. I am a computer program designed with intelligence to combat you. I am not a. Th- I am not something. Yeah. I am not someone. I am just a thing. Now the way that it combats function, those, their is, function, it's a function. A yeah, yeah, yeah. And say. then the way that it ch- decides to combat 
humanity in the same way it's combated other species in the past is to try and create within itself a superior version of that species. That's, yes. that's also um, like sort of symbiotic, right? Yeah. So that's essentially what it's done here. And uh, so it's very Zerg like. Yeah, very Zerg like. Yes. Yeah, so that's what Kerrigan, aka Galena, <laughs> presents yeah. is the solution is uh, hey, look, here's what can happen here. Either, either, you know, you could become like a prisoner and watch all these terrible things happen to humanity that we're going to perpetrate against them, or you can allow us to. Uh, to make our own version of humanity. You can allow us to to procreate our own humans. And he chooses to, well, he sees it as a challenge, but to allow them to procreate their own humans. So Is that what that ending was? Is yeah. Because I thought yeah. they said, I thought you, the ending was help us, either help us procreate you. Yeah. Right? Help us make more you, be we'll a part of the, the system, or we'll take you over and we'll clone you and do it ourselves. Yeah. And I think, I didn't get... Which decision he made? Did he tell him to go yeah, fuck no, themselves? No, he's going to be a teacher. Yeah, he no, he gave in. He joined the swarm yeah. as a teacher. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he basically said, "I'll teach you, but you're not going to win." Yeah, yeah, which is untrue, probably. So, probably yeah. untrue. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. Probably untrue. So this, okay, this thing's been around for millions of years, and it's already made other species completely annihilated because it's it's integrated them into itself. So, yeah. yeah, I just didn't quite understand this one fully, like. I understand it conceptually, but I didn't quite get the end. The ending, I was like, wait, what decision was made? What's going on? So I think uh, this is kind of funny because um, Paul, as you know, um, he actually introduced me to a book that kind of really explains the concept of this episode extremely well. Okay. Uh, it's called The Children of Time. And it has a whole thing about how um, humanity essentially starts, to, instead of being able to find other alien species that they can, you know, like cohabitate with, mm -hmm. they're like, we're going to try and design some. So they like release a bunch of genetic data on what planet with a bunch of increased like evolutionary traits. Like yeah. It will like pick better things faster, make them evolve on an increased mm. time scale. Okay. Um, essentially a bunch of things go wrong. Obviously humanity totally fucks it up naturally. And instead of getting a bunch of like apes to evolve into their own like version of like a species similar to humanity, um, spiders ah. become the evolutionary <laughs> dominant life form. And they actually, use ants they program ants using pheromones to do mechanical things like oh. computers oh wow so like it's this whole thing and then they actually get to the point where they can act they actually they can't um they can actually get out into space and they explain how they do it in this whole thing oh, to nice. like because like a human ship is coming to like check on them no uh colonize colonize the planet because earth's fucked Oh, it's like this, it and they just forgot this is a thing they did a long time ago. Well, yeah, but they knew that it was a viable planet. So yeah, they, but they forgot that they had pre-populated well, this. Well, the thing was that that was an expeditionary force. This is humanity, like a bunch of uh, generations in the dark ages and then got onto a colony ship. So and yeah, they forgot the that they did this yeah. as a species. Yeah. Like, well, there's a whole bunch of like quick background just so we can get off this though. Uh, humanity is has people on the ship that are like people who are think of like historians but they're more like engine seers from 40k like um, they have to they're the only people who understand old computers but they don't really they just know the movements to make them do things it's more uh, ritualistic than yes. it is actually understanding the machine yeah and like don't get me wrong there's there is a lot of people who are extremely intelligent and they understand a lot of it obviously they're flying a fucking starship yeah but like a lot of the knowledge is lost got it that makes sense Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that was Swarm, and we were stuck on that one for a while. That was a really deep episode, though. So that it was, was, that was, that was, it was deep. Sure. Uh, the next one, not so deep, but it was still pretty <laughs> fun. Mason's Rats. This is episode seven. This, this is one the, is fun. Yeah, this is yeah. the old uh, Scottish farmer. 
So. Yeah, at first I thought it was um, Craig. Craig. Oh, it's Craig Ferguson. Yeah. That's oh, who plays damn. him. Yeah. Okay, no. that that makes to- totally sense. At first, I thought real quick, like when he fir- mm-hmm. spoke like one or two words, I thought it was oh, the guy who used to play Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, does anyone remember what I'm talking about? There's a lot of people as it turns he, out playing Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, uh, the only, there's only like one Scottish guy, um, I think. Oh. He also played in um, the Netflix series with what's her face that punched things really hard. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just can't the remember his name offhand. Yeah. Oh, you're talking, you're talking about David Tennant, the tenth Doctor. Yeah, David Tennant. Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else. No, I thought okay. he was David Tennant first, right. and then he was like, "Okay, no, it's not David." Craig Tennant Ferguson. After. That, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Craig Ferguson, the night show, the late show kind that of. That was a fun one. Yeah, so he's just battling these rats, and the rats have evolved to become like tribalistic. Yeah. So and and warlike in his barns. So and they're they're you know doing whatever they're doing. He thinks they're just. He thinks that on the surface all they're doing is just stealing his grain, right? Like yes. that, that's well, it's that's a pest how the problem episode starts. Yeah, it's a pest problem. So, yeah. but the thing is, they've now mobilized. They have crossbows and they have little other archaic rat weapons. Tool belts. Yeah, yeah, tool <laughs> yeah. belts that they're fighting him with. Anyways, they call in uh, you know different versions of this robotic security system the pest control yeah yeah yeah, to destroy them and it it escalates right because like first it starts with just like the little the ones that are mounted to the wall the rats learn how to take those down so then they have to go get like flying ones and the rats take those down and they have to go get the big scorpion tank thing and that thing actually does some damage (laughs) yeah so pretty much pretty much ripping them apart and uh, at this point i think the farmer has seen enough of the war take place that he starts to feel pity uh, on what he's done. Well, I think he starts Rem- to some remorse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get to I get the feeling, even though it's a sci-fi future, this guy kind of um, like he almost feels like a World War Two vet to a small degree, mm-hmm. or some type of war vet. Yeah, yeah, and, maybe World War Three because he does mention, oh, this is like World War Four or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and I he goes in and he sees this machine ruthlessly killing it, and yeah. at some point he sees a scene where like the mice are running away. And there's yeah. like one who gets left behind. It does the classic where one mouse gets left behind and it gets devoured. And it was both comedic and horror, horror Horrible. at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Cause it like tosses the mouse up and then like chain guns it <laughs> in the fucking sky. <laughs> it's cutting yeah. them in half and shooting them with thousands of bullets and like it's overkill. Just, it's just such yeah. an awesome, awesome episode. Um, for but that. he sees clearly sorrow and he sees emotion. his yeah. cat. The first one, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like right off the hop. Yeah. So, and then, uh, anyway, yeah. And then at the end, it turns out that they were stealing the grain, but with the grain, they also made their own version of scotch. Yeah. <laughs> so he kills this, this robot before he finds that out. The final robot, he puts the death blow on it just to save the final few rats. Yeah. And, then, and they share the scotch whiskey and I guess everything is okay. So yeah, yeah. I, it's a Keep good ending. Episode. I mean, it's a bit rough, like for that, for him to have murdered so many of their people. Yeah. Yeah. And then them to just be like, cheers, mate. <laughs> well, but it's an allegory for actual human war. You oh, know what is. I mean? Like, because, yeah, that's what happens is, you know, two groups will go at each other like that. And then at some point, just the war ends and they find common ground. The problem is he didn't lose like they did, like emotionally. Right. Right. Well, it was not the money. same loss for yeah. him as it was. Lost a lot of money along the way, but that's about it. But it was it was good. It was funny. I, I enjoyed the rats and I enjoyed giving the rats emotions. Ooh, so then we get into a couple of the last two episodes of the season. A couple bangers, man. Holy yeah. smokes. Uh, and then what was cool about episode eight, this is in Vaulted Halls and Tombed, is right off the bat, I recognized Joe Magliello. the likenesses of Joe Manginello, Chris Saratos, Jai Courtney, Deborah Wilson. I don't know who the final Fred Tet. Te- 
Ted Eskewer, I don't know who that is. But anyway, right off the hop, I could tell who these people yeah. were. And that was so cool. Well, Joe Magliello was the only one I recognized yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you had the voiceover, too. They all did the voiceover. Yes, right? they and I recognized his voice immediately. And the other one looked vaguely like Jai Courtney. So I was like, oh, my God, like that sounds like him, too. Yeah. And then it turned out to be him and, and Deborah Wilson I knew right off the hop. So anyway, yeah, really cool thing, though. that The technology has come this far that they're now just modeling the actors very faithfully. It reminds me of uh, the movie Spirits Within. I both did oh, not yeah. notice who they were, nor did I care. Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> we know this is going. <laughs> well, do you remember when Spirits Within was coming out? Yeah. It was this whole thing that they were trying to sell, which was, oh. oh speaking of Spirits Within, it's because it's from Sony Pictures Imageworks. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it reminded you of Spirits Oh, maybe. Within. So Spirits Within kind of, they were trying to make this whole sale on, we no longer need actors. We're all just going to use digital actors. What they were going to do, I shit you not, this was their plan was to make a digital character that that character would play in every different type of movie. Oh, yeah. So they would license out... So it'd be like a yeah, digital Aka. actor. Aka? What was her name? Yeah, I forget her yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. But they would they would license out that digital character as yeah. if she was an actor to other roles. So mm-hmm. she would play in Spirits Within. She would play in a Marvel movie, but she'd be all digital, obviously. Yeah. And this is the exact kind of business plan you come up with when you let somebody like Hironobu Sakaguchi come up with it. <laughs> like, <laughs> a, like a Final Fantasy creator. Like, this is exactly the business plan for film. This is like the weird, twisted actress version of like an NFT. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. exactly what basically, it is. Basically, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I, I felt this one was kind of fun because it started off as like, oh, I hate, I, I kind of in these in these shorts, I hate the normal military ones. Yeah, because like I'm not here for that. This is love, death, yeah, and motherfucking yeah. robots. Yeah, yeah, but it never is that though. It never is that. You're right. It <laughs> never even, is the, that. even the like war dogs kind of things where they have like werewolf. Yeah, soldiers. There's like it wasn't anything really to do with the U.S. forces, right? Yeah, but I didn't know where it was going. I usually don't like those ones yeah, yeah. as much, so I'm like, oh, this isn't great. And then it kind of just slowly evolved into this Cthulian nightmare. Oh, dude, it was. It went from like it went from like I don't know, like uh, like military type, you know, standard film chasing insurgents, whatever, trying to rescue a hostage, into like alien, into like yeah, like uh, like exactly like an eldritch. Yeah, it was well, a, it's a Cthulian thing. Yeah, yeah because yeah. like even like well, the, the ending really makes it obvious. Yeah, yeah at yeah, that definitely. point, because like that's like kind of the it's almost like the staple for like eldritch horrors. It's like oh, your eyes are gone, your ears are gone. Yeah, <laughs> have yeah, fun. Yeah. Probably tongue too. Yeah, uh, but like the whole idea is like it's just like so fucked that people inflict these things upon themselves because they're like I would rather endure the pain of removing my eyes yes. to ever witness something like that again. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the idea is you go so far into that space. You're just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I loved the, the slow crawl of piece by piece. It evolved to more and more. They do give you a hint. Cause they're like, Oh, but they're only guarding the entrances. So you clearly get the sense of it's a prison. You're breaking into yes. a prison. Yes. And then it makes sense why there were such extreme measures in place to keep people out because what they experienced along the way this this team of soldiers was absolute horror, absolute horror through and through, like the mobs of spider-like mechanical creatures that were just shredding them to pieces as, yeah. as they were going through. And then there was like larger versions of those that were stabbing them. Yeah, the like, ones that crazy. rolled totally remind me of the droids. Oh, <laughs> droidicas? Yeah, is yeah. that what they're called, the ones yeah. that roll? Yeah, droidicas. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the whole thing felt like, uh, you ever watched the old Lost in Space movie? 
Yes, yeah. long time ago. Oh, yeah, felt like that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, then, I did, and then became like a Cthulian thing at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I loved it. I loved how the Cthulian beast had an uneven number of eyes. Yep. Uh, and then even when it grew more eyes, it still had an uneven number. Like it was trying. Yeah, one to just of the be cooler wrong. CG Cthulhu monsters I think I've ever seen. Like it was really really neat. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah, all, and they give you all flash. Stuff's always really cool. Yeah, yeah. And any any kind of like. Uh, weirdly in this they haven't is this the first episode they've had that's really worked in anything like uh like lovecraftian uh, no i couldn't be for love death and robots for love death and robots i actually don't know i can't remember it might anything. be um because it was a vampire thing so that's not that wasn't it um but that, that was a little bit like an elder demon yeah. kind of thing well, that sunny's edge you could argue the creatures are no eldritch oh the vampire one that was the one where they had to shoot his dick off dick or whatever off, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Um, you remember that, that was from season and the one. cats were fucking in the rafters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I don't remember this episode. You blocked it from your memory then. We'll watch it after. Oh, it was, it was a fun episode. Yeah. It was just ridiculous, but it was fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Actually, it might have been the first Eldritch episode. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing something. But I mean, like you could also look at like Aquila Rift uh, as... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like yeah, the spider, the spider creature. Yeah, yeah, the psychic spider. So um, yeah, and and, and obviously yeah. in this scenario, in much like Lovecraftian horror, like it drove them to madness, right? It drove the two remaining soldiers to madness, and one made the choice then to then help, try to help him, and then the other yeah. one had to stop him, and then it became human versus human to stop this Lovecraftian horror. From I really love the world building in this one because yes. it was clearly they show very clearly that this is a eldritch horror yeah that clearly destroyed the earth or was in the middle of destroying the earth and probably an alien race i'm going to assume or at least ancient earth ancient yes. humans or somebody locked it away in the planet uh, yeah yep. somebody locked away whether it's ancient aliens or ancient humans that lost their technology whatever the reason mm-hmm. is yeah. they they locked it into the planet and then put all these guard automated guard systems to protect it yeah yeah and thank goodness they did so <laughs> <laughs> and they failed Oh, they always so, do. But but it's interesting that like at the end of this, yeah, it actually it actually you realize that actually it was those things were good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the things ripping these soldiers apart were actually it's good that those things are there, even though they're ripping these soldiers apart because they're meant to stop someone from getting in there to freak Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah and I like that because they also had the runes on the pillar, so it was like yeah. a runic prison. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah. it's the whole like it's above technology. Like there's something like More. the whole magic is. It, only magic because we don't understand it kind of yeah, yeah. but boy I, yeah. I really enjoyed this one this this was something that i would love to see as like a longer movie or a horror series by ridley scott or just anything yeah like, i thought, just thought it was really fucking cool who directed it uh someday i don't know jerome chen yeah i don't i don't recognize this one so but yeah really really brilliant i really like the use of mainstream actors for it as well i think that was a great choice in there that the familiarity definitely drew me in right away so because i I like joe manginello so i was interested in what he was going to do and uh and and what a cool fucking thing for him to do too being a fan of like role play and things like D &D and yeah yeah. that's one thing is like the more the show went on the more call it cthulhu guarantee for sure yeah yeah. sure yeah so he was probably psyched to play this so so this the next episode is i think in my opinion, my second weakest one, if not my weakest one. Really? I would say it's like my second favorite. Oh. It was just so fucked up. Oh, it's definitely uh, fucked up, but I didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know. It was, um, the animation style was just so not for me. Yeah. yeah. We, talk, we but, talked but, about it earlier. We actually saw like a dichotomy in the animation style. And this is episode nine, Jabaro, yeah, final episode. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I don't think that this was like bad by any means, but I don't think it was, I don't think it was, I also don't think it was technically made for me um like for me to like fully fully appreciate mm. um but like i understood the story and whatnot it's just i don't know 
I was saying earlier when we were watching the tail end of it, Adam was watching it, and I said, it almost looks to me like some of this is like really modern CG, and then some of it is like PS5 cutscene. And like yeah. I could tell the difference, especially when it got to like the foliage and stuff, when it showed a lot of the foliage. foliage was it was like, weird. why is this seemingly like low res or like pastel or something? I think like it was that? the art style yeah, that they yeah. chose, but I still felt it. It was weird because it. I don't feel like it felt it fit with the humanoid character, and it didn't fit with the extreme um, detail in the jewelry on the siren. Like yeah. it just it, it was a weird contrast I, there. I, actually, I liked all that stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh, I mean, oh no, no, I loved the jewelry on the siren. I thought the siren was fucking brilliant. Like the design. Oh yeah, no, I thought the the siren siren was cool and stuff like that. I think it's like honestly the the thing that I think it just killed it for me. The only thing I think, which is, I'm just not a fan of that animation style. Mm. It was just, and the and the main character did some weird things from time to time. Like yeah. they just like seemed disjointed. I, I didn't like, understand the character. Like what at first they clearly implied he wasn't impacted by the siren. Well, because he was deaf. Because he was deaf, and and then, and then he unlocks hearing effectively somehow as a mechanism by drinking her blood. Well, I what I I'll explain that. I I understood that, but what I didn't understand is after his entire I don't know, call him a platoon or group or whatever yeah, gets wiped camp, out. company gets wiped out from the siren, he clearly doesn't read. He runs away and then returns yeah. to the bank. Like well, no, no, you're no, clearly no. insane. So he yeah. so he did run away and then she met him on the bank of the river further down and then after he stole all of her stuff for whatever reason he was he was making his way back through I think and that's why he ended up at the bank of the river again at the end. Yeah, it was the whole taking. But he was but he was running as well because he had his hearing back and he was freaking out. Yeah, but then he decided to go and fight her for her gold. Oh, you mean in the middle there? No, I, I mean like he I felt like he came back and then uh, then he went and he went out of his way to go. We're missing a very important piece here. So one, it's a siren. That's who he's battling. The siren, yeah. and, and yeah. honestly, she was the most fleshed out character. She was a very Mayan, Mayan. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I thought well, so too. Yeah, and she could have been a robot. I don't know. It didn't seem like a robot at the end, but anyway. But this, there was a very confused boner scenario in the middle. So where she shows up, uh, sort of at night when he's crashed out, and she like is fascinated by him because her powers don't have any effect on him. I'm yeah, guessing, right. That's what I assume. Yeah, by watching it, and so she lays with him. Right, not not in like a sexual way. She's kind of lays behind him and like cuddles him. Or she, she spoons him. Yeah, yeah, spoons him. And then uh, he he wakes up and finds her there. And then there's this whole s- set of sequences there where like first like he's afraid of her. Then he's running toward her. Then they're kissing, but she's like biting his tongue. And then like they end up he ends up like headbutting her and then just like savagely ripping all. Well, the he runs away after after she sleeps with him. Yeah, goes and gets a horse saddle like cape thing oh yeah, yeah yeah and then comes back so he clearly was like i'm going to take her gold he was planning yeah. yeah he was clearly planning this and then goes back and blade makes out with her death by yeah, snusu yeah, yeah. <laughs> accurate and then beats the shit of her and then takes yeah. all her gold yeah off of off of her what what I could only assume was part of it was not just jewelry. It was yeah, and it, her scales. skin. And there was a yeah. skin that was yeah. very akin to like some sort of, I don't know, it felt very rapey. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, where he's like taking the bounty of the land. Yeah. yeah. He's like thing, ripping, yeah. like ripping all the jewels off of her and it was very quick shots. And he's like dumping the body. And it was all very, very rapey, like very gross. Yeah. Uh, That's an situation. interesting interpretation, Rob. You, you didn't get that? No. How did you not get that? Because she clearly fucked them up first. But I guess we are to assume that they were doing it first. Well, they, they were oh, going to be there to they, do that. They, as far as I could tell from this series, from that episode, they were like, we're on horseback. We're exploring. They weren't doing anything bad. And all uh, I assume they were conquistadors. That's the yeah. impression I got. Yeah. So, okay, if you assume they're conquistadors... 
then uh, yes, they're probably pillaging. Well, yeah, well, and this all, is the fact that the did was rape and pillage, and then they would take breaks from raping and pillaging to explore. But that was just a break. Yeah, yeah and but then when they were done, they took it all back to like they took it away. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't necessarily. I wasn't a hundred percent sure of that concept. Really? So as far as I can tell, she started the war. Mm. No. No, well, no, it depends. Like, well, if this if this takes place in the timeline that we understand, yeah, likely they're the aggressors uh, somehow. But okay, let me look at it like this. So, from your perspective, if I'm understanding this correctly, just stop me if I'm wrong at any point here. So, um, she um, comes from a foreign land to sit at this pond that she's never been at before, hanging out right? in the pond. Right, these conquistadors just chilling, you know, relaxing, hanging around, jumping around their, you know, stuff with their swords and their full plate fucking armor, and then, you know, she's the jackass. <laughs> well, she immediately starts summoning them into the water to kill oh, themselves. Yeah, she she started the, the warfare because the idea is that that's her land, that's where she lives. They're coming there to take all of her shit as is evidenced by all of the bodies that are already fucking sunk at the bottom. I get that, but there isn't the idea is that she could, could be killing, that they were looking for her too. There could is be. an interpretation okay. that you are assuming there that I didn't necessarily get from But the you shit. get to the point where he takes all of the gold and then tries to fuck off and you still don't get the message. I, but but because of all the decisions he was making prior, I get it. My only thought was he's insane. Yeah. He's sure. clearly gold hungry, magically induced gold hungry. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what it's supposed yeah. to be. It's an extreme version of the like conquistadors. Just madness. madness. Yeah, I just didn't it's it's, it's greed madness. It yeah. clearly was. It just it, it didn't I, I struggled to understand again, clearly the guy's insane. But I struggled to understand, to be confident that he was actually insane. Mm. I wasn't confident in that. And I wasn't really confident in like, hey, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? I was totally fine with nobody's the good guy. Mm. But at the same time, it just, I, I felt like I was aimless. I felt like it was an aimless episode. I didn't know where it was going. I didn't understand the purpose of it. I didn't understand what the, me- every story should have a human message. This to me had no message. I well, did not. Yeah, I, what was I think, the message? I think greed was his downfall ultimately. Because yeah. if he had just if he had just left her alone and packed up and gone, he could have been the only survivor of the massacre. Yeah, but she enticed oh, him with you, a, have a you guys fleck not of seen gold. Fucking Pocahontas, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's a very oh, different. Yeah, 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 she does represent. He's not the, different. Okay, yeah, he yeah. goes down. As far oh, as we're concerned God. in the show, he goes down into the water, picks out a little flake of gold, and is like, "Wow, yeah. gold. That's pretty cool." Uh, any no? Do you no, know? Okay, no. that's mine. And then she's like, "You took my fucking gold, but motherfucker! I'm gonna murder your entire platoon." Yeah, yeah. That that's too. Uh, so too, it's so it's his fault. I get that, but like oh, I, I they're know, stealing <laughs> the bounty of the land. That's the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it was made obvious enough that they were conquistadors. How not? I don't know. I just there is literally zero people that would not identify them as conquistadors. Like obviously, well, I, we did. We were watching no, it. No, no, like. Like if if like, a, like a nutless monkey could pick that out as conquistadors. <laughs> but but on, but on Love, Death, and Robots, these could have been, I don't know, like a hunting troop at another planet looking for land sharks. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> they were conquistadors. It yeah, was yeah. obvious. Yeah. It was so <laughs> obvious. I, but maybe they're in a place that's heavily populated by these. Okay, so let's look at the wiki them. then. Let's see how accurate I am. A group of conquistadors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how there's, we have this up on a big TV in front of all three of us. No one, because no, we're, we're talking the about time. the episode. 
what we're talking about the episode. How do you, how do you, how do you think I set up that joke? How do you think I set up? You're such an idiot. And they say it takes place in Puerto Rico because yes. Jabaros are like native Puerto Ricans. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh my God, that's Jesus hilarious. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like that's a full circle. I feel good about that. This was not full circle. This was stop reverse for a while. Somebody did not realize we were going in reverse and they went, oops, and then back into fucking forward. <laughs> Okay, listeners, what you don't understand is if I'm looking and talking to Rob, the TV is behind me. Yeah. So I'm not reading the screen when I'm talking that's, to you two. That's, uh, I scrolled down to the thing but didn't read the first words in it. I feel, I feel like, you know, I'm glad we got here. I'm glad we got I'm here. I'm glad we got here. Yeah, yeah. Also, we should say this is the only episode in, in this whole series. Other, Well, actually, no, it is the only one. No, no script whatsoever. No talking. So there's there's some screaming that happens. Oh yeah, Good yeah point. yeah. But but for the most part, there's no talking. I guess at one point somebody signed something to him. Yeah. Early on in the episode, uh, the guy who oh, I think it was because he was ahead of everyone. I think yeah. it was a case of like turn back. We're yeah, camp, we're yeah, yeah. So anyway, it just just kind of an interesting thing that there's not really dialogue. In it. So everything we're saying about this episode came from the fact that there's no words. Being yeah, spoken. and the sound was hectic and weird, and they cut between silent and not silent. I I, I struggled oh, with that frenetic. as well. It was frenetic. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm I'm I'm. Fine with it being here. I, there was a lot of stuff about it that I thought was neat, but overall, it just wasn't for me. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't cool. it wasn't my episode. But like like I said, there were things about it I could appreciate it, so I don't hate it being well, there. Clearly, I mentioned the first episode was my least favorite. Yeah, so that tells you this isn't the least favorite. No. <laughs> like this yeah. isn't bad because yeah, I mentioned yeah. the first episode isn't bad. Did it's just my least our Discord favorite. said like you had like. There's like nine episodes and then like eight point five of them are good. Yeah, I feel like well, that's accurate. Would you do like uh? So if you did top two, what would your two favorites be then? Oh, Adam. that's an easy one. It would definitely be um, mini uh, night of the mini dead. Yep, and probably kill team kill. Okay, I and then third would be bad traveling. Okay, gotcha. bad traveling and swarm. I really like Night of the Mini Dead, though. It's got to get an honorable mention just because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably do the same Bad Traveling and Swarm. Would probably be mine as well, honestly. So I think, I just think they were the most filled. I think they built the best worlds. I just, I really liked what they did. That's what it was. It was the worlds for me. Um, I mean, all of them were enjoyable. This was a stronger season than season two. Oh, yeah. By such a long Um, shot. Yeah. Dude, when we did, when we did season two, you can go back and listen. This would have been. It was last year, so this would have been around episode 140 to 150 or 130 to 140. Who knows? But if you go back and listen to that one, I think I actually titled that one uh, Love, Death, and Robot Season 2, colon, a Ronin Roasting. <laughs> because <laughs> we had very few good things this, to say about that entire season. Here's the thing, though. Season 2 has an episode that's still better than everything in Season 3, in my opinion. Which one? All Through the House. Oh, fucking amazing episode! That was the Santa Claus. Oh, the Santa. Oh, that was fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, that was like that was my... one of the shorter, like sort of tongue and cheek episodes. But that right? was like that was like perfect love, death, and robots. Because yeah, yeah. the whole time you're like two? this, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're the whole time you're like this is gonna go so bad, and it's like nope. It's like coughing <laughs> up like like sort of barf covered. It is presents. the yeah. it is the nicest Santa Claus you've you've ever deserved. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. It does not look like the Santa Claus you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks like I, the thing. <laughs> I fucking love that. You're right. That is one of the best episodes of the yeah. entire series. Yeah, yeah. And episode one had some just real standouts as well. Like we mentioned Sunny's Edge earlier. That that was one that was just like so far above and beyond what anything they did in season two and almost season three, in my opinion. That's still uh, a couple of the very strong episodes there. That and like Zima Blue, some stuff that just was really uh, like way off to the one yeah. direction or the other in terms of what, yeah. what it was about and the themes and whether there was a lot of violence or not because there doesn't have to be violence tell a story and that was a great example of one that didn't employ violence to tell a story mm-hmm. right 
Oh, well, all that matters really is that season three was able to pull off what they needed to do, which was to show that the series wasn't dead yet. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they still have what it takes. Sure. They may have made some slip ups, but we now know that they can correct them. Yep. So, but now let's see them improve on it. Well, good job. Good it's job. Great series. Netflix. Yay. Good job. All right. Even better next time. We'll be happy. So speaking of uh, Confused Boner, should we do a quick outro and talk about that uh, She-Hulk trailer? Should we save that for another time? I actually haven't seen it yet. So, so we have to watch we'll it. We'll save it for another time. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I've heard it's good, but I just haven't seen it. I haven't heard it's good. Anyway, so. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Really? Somebody no, told me it was I good. I saw it. Yeah, Most yeah. people are not interested. Oh, yeah. really? It's not doing very well. Oh, so the yeah. person that I saw just really. Person I, okay, the person that told me likes the character. So I'm I, sure it's fine. I don't know anything about you. The person told you doesn't have a confused boner. They have a very sure boner, very confident yeah. boner. So, <laughs> okay. so I, I need to see it. Yeah, now, yeah. just so I can see this, like, different area of, like, what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, dang. I saw Bad Traveling. Elodie Young? I have no idea who that Did is. Did one of the voices in that? She was uh, Electra in the Daredevil series on Netflix. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Oh, Wild. Cool. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of just sheer talent, man. This season was just stacked. Anyway, exciting stuff. So that's it then for this episode of Rona Geek Official Podcast. It is. It is. So we are wrapping up now. We'll be back uh, next week. And I think, are we going to do the Toonami? That's the Toonami. I topic. think next episode is Toonami. All right. It's the one we've wanted to do for a while. It's, it's just a, a special, a sort of a special topic episode that we wanted to focus on Toonami and the impact that it had uh, on, I don't know, pop culture and TV and anime and the US and what have you uh, along the way. It's pretty exciting. So we got some notes about that. We'll talk about it. Is that? Are we gonna are we gonna do tsunami? Is it gonna does it look like tsunami to you? Like is it gonna be tsunami? Like are you gonna recognize this as tsunami or is you gonna think this is something totally different? What the conquistador oh. thing? Oh Jesus fuck! I have to explain Look, it to you we guys. We will default too. to Wikipedia on that the one. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can so. recognize Tom. So oh. with that, we will go ahead and sign off. This is Alex Austin and Death Plubby and Adam. Just Rob. Okay, thanks for listening. Thank you.